0: This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Inventory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Michael Floro and Amy Henricks, Executive Director of Unisource Surgery Center in Troy, Michigan. Dr. Floro and Amy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, but before we dive into my questions here, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about Unisource Surgery Center and some of the great things that you've been doing there.
2: Yeah, sure. So Unisource Surgery Center is... We have five operating rooms. We opened up for business in 2004. We've evolved tremendously over almost, you know, the past almost two decades. We are, at this point, about 90% orthopedics. We are multi-specialty. We do general surgery, plastic surgery, urology, ENT as well. We are very, very busy. We are very progressive. We have fabulous leadership here, and um, we're always looking for new ways to evolve and adapt to the healthcare climate to um, survive and thrive.
1: I've, uh, I'm a hip and knee replacement specialist and I've been coming to Unisource for probably four to five years. And we've really grown from doing the occasional outpatient joint to now being the uh, biggest outpatient hip and knee replacement center in the state of Michigan. And uh, it's been really phenomenal to be on this journey together.
0: Well, that's fantastic, and I'm excited to learn more about the surgery center and the different programs you have there. So the first question I have for, for you both is, where do you see some of the biggest opportunities for ASD to grow and develop over the next year or two? I know robotics is a big part of it, and I'd just love to learn more about that.
2: Um, I'll start with that one. So, <clears throat> yeah, robotics is definitely something that is changing our business, and it's proven to be a tremendous opportunity, I feel, for ASDs. We have had robotic technology here at Unisource since 2016. We were one of the first in the country to partner with Intuitive for general surgery and some of the procedures with that. Patients are seeking this out. Um, you know, there, are, there is data that shows um, improved outcomes, shorter stays, quicker recovery with robotics. And we were very pleased to be able to bring robotic technology to our orthopedic service line, specifically with total joints this last year. And same thing that you're seeing is patients want this, patients are seeking this out. Um, there are opportunities for improved outcomes and um, it's, it's a great opportunity for the surgery center.
1: I can certainly second that. I, I think that um, there has been a tremendous outpatient shift in the world of orthopedics. And uh, I think this is a trend that will continue. And like Amy was saying, patients are seeking it out, they're asking for it, they've heard about it, they may have had a friend or neighbor or family member who has had robotic assisted surgery and, and 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 they wanna be part of it. And um, while the true long-term outcome data are still pending and we don't know um, when and how this will ultimately uh, really transition into an improved outcome and, and, and the, broad, longer implant, longevity, etc. cetera, I, I do see this anecdotally that, that it does make a difference. And um, so a happier patient is really what we're all striving for in the end. So I, I think it's here to stay for sure.
0: That's great to hear. And just so interesting to think about the journey that you've had over the past several years with the robotic technology What other interesting new technologies and platforms do you see as being really crucial to um, the surgery center's growth and development over the coming years?
1: I think coming, again, from a surgeon's perspective, um, there are numerous platforms out there now that help us really individualize a hip and knee replacement. So that's certainly something that patients are becoming familiar with and ask for it. I do believe that there have been some phenomenal technologies and, and platforms uh, that have become available in the spine world that really allows spine surgeons to place pedicle screws percutaneously, um, no longer having to really perform large dissections in the, in the neck or lower back area. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's really fantastic technology. And then I think there's just certainly also a pretty hard shift in the general surgery world to perform um, elective hernias or cholecystectomies uh, utilizing the robot more and more.
0: Got it. That's really great to hear. And, you know, I know you've gotten some great experience with um, bringing in some of that technology and, and really seeing it um, effective for your patients as well as to drive business. I'm wondering, you know, for surgery centers that haven't um, jumped in, in in incorporated robotic technology but are thinking about it, do you have any advice for them, um, you know, and how to get started with that type of program and really um, take that leap into robotic technology in the ASC?
2: You know, first of all, just, just doing the homework, right? I mean, ASCs are typically for-profit business. It's got to make business sense through your organization, and there are a lot of different ways and creative ways that vendors can work with small businesses to get the technology into their centers and you can make it successful. Um, you know, making sure that you've got committed medical staff that, under, that are going to use the technology and will be committed to it, getting it not only – you know, approved and brought into your organization, but then implemented and then going through the learning curve and and sticking that out to make sure that it becomes hardwired and part of your your business. And just, you know, keeping track of the numbers and, you know, making sure that it does fit and it can fit and it, it does work. Knowing that, you know, there's sometimes you have to spend money to make money in these businesses and that the cost of the technology and getting that in is going to be... Um, you're going to make that up with the increased demand and the patients that seek your organization out and your surgeons out because you do offer that technology. And it's something that the sales folks will tell you, but it is true. We've seen it now twice with the two different, you know, robotic platforms that we've introduced here. And both times it's it's the reality. People, patients patients want it. It is a good marketing tool.
1: I would second that. I think the... um, the numbers are important. So, if you're in a small surgery center who does, say, 20 joint replacements a year, it might be something you want to think long and hard about. But if you have a fair amount of joint replacements happening at your surgery center and you're looking to increase that business, and and you have surgeons asking for it, and and you really feel like that's the direction you want to go, I think it would be a great opportunity. The other thing is, I think you you have to understand where you're. Market and, and where you are at regionally. So you know, in a highly competitive market, uh, it may really help set you apart from from other surgery centers or even hospital systems. Mm-hmm. If you are in a large city where everybody and their neighbor has a robotic system, it might not be quite as helpful and might not be a smart business decision. So I think a lot of factors to really think about. And, and like what Amy was saying, as a surgery center, uh, the financials are, are certainly crucial, and and you have to make sure it makes sense. But um, again, there are, there are pretty creative ways that, that um, the industry is usually working with us and, and, and trying to figure this out, what makes the most sense for both sides.
0: Got it. That's really helpful to know. And I have one more question here before we wrap up our conversation. Obviously, the past few years have been really dominated in the healthcare space and really overall by the COVID-19 pandemic. What do you think the lasting legacy of COVID-19 will be on orthopedics and ASCs in general?
1: I think what we've seen in the world of orthopedics is really that the already beginning shift into the outpatient world has really been accelerated tremendously by COVID. Um, patients were afraid of COVID. They didn't want to go to the hospital. They didn't want that exposure. They didn't want their loved ones to be exposed uh, to the hospital environment, a potential COVID infection. So I think it had started obviously before uh, COVID, but really since COVID we've seen a, a tremendous speed up of that process. So um, Patients seek it out, they want it, um, they see it as a very viable option. And I think the other thing is the more patients have had outpatient surgery with a good result and a good outcome and had a good experience, that then certainly is being shared with neighbors, friends, uh, you know, uh, gym friends or whoever else. and. So now the work gets out and patients are actually seeking this out. They don't want to go to the hospital anymore. They, they want the experience that the, their friend or loved one has. And um, I think that, that um, really uh, underscores how successful we have been able to transition the care from the hospital into the outpatient surgery center and, and be able to do so safely and uh, efficiently and, and also more um, cost conscious for the patients and for the insurances.
2: I totally agree with everything that Dr. Floral just mentioned. In some ways, COVID has been, if you will, a blessing to our business. But more than that, you know, not just always the bottom line, the way that we have, Unisource has been able to help take care of our community and our medical staff providers in our community when, during this whole pandemic, we could be there, we could provide alternatives to the hospital. And um, it it's just, it's been a, been a ride, that's for sure. But we, and ultimately that has benefited the center.
0: Well, that's great to hear. Dr. Floral, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: Thank you for having us. This was great. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Laura.